Dear listeners, welcome to Faces of Digital Health, a podcast about digital health and how healthcare systems around the world adopt technology with me, Tiasha Zaitz. I'm sure you came across many predictions for healthcare and digital health in 2023. I won't share that with you today. Instead, you will be able to listen to a short and well thought through consideration about how healthcare will look like not in 2023, but in 2033. We tend to be very good at overestimating what can happen in a year and underestimating what can happen in a decade. And at the last AmHealth Israel conference in Tel Aviv, Mark Kotikia, who is the Innovation Technology Commercialization and Venture Development Leader at Baptist Health Innovation, shared his predictions about healthcare systems and healthcare delivery in the U.S. in 2033. Enjoy the discussion and Happy New Year! If you will like this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast to be notified about new episodes automatically. The next few shows will be dedicated to debates around healthcare data from the viewpoint of Palantir Foundry, Komodo Health, Project Ronin, Lumion, MD Clone, and Medicomp Systems. These were the discussions that were recorded at Health in Las Vegas in November. I will also prepare a summary with key points about these discussions and publish it in our monthly newsletter. So do check that as well by going to fodh.substack.com or find the link in the show notes. The newsletter offers an in-depth dive in a specific topic and also gives you an overview of the best episodes you might be interested in. Check it out and subscribe. Now let's hear Mark's predictions. Today, I thought when Levy first reached out to me about this presentation and asked me to talk to this subject, I said, I really don't have anything to talk about on that particular subject. And then both he and I kicked it around a little bit. And I said, basically, it's I'm always looking for what's going to be happening next, right? And what's the next best thing? Where are things headed? And I thought about providing you a glitzy, inspiring, fortune teller type presentation with predictions. But are any of you familiar with the Rust Belt in, in the States? I'm from that area, and so I'm going to remain true to type. And uh, people from, from Pittsburgh, where I grew up, are huge hockey fans. And uh, I love the words of the great Wayne Gretzky. He once said, I skate to the, where the puck is going. And that's really been my approach to technology commercialization and new ventures and my style in leading efforts at a number of institutions. And I've been asked to talk to you tonight about the opportunities where the, where the puck is going. And to me, that's a time frame of about 10 years out. I know a lot of folks think 20 years, 30 years out, but I'm going to be talking about 10 years out, where the opportunities will be. And this is a real important point where it's going to be through incremental improvements and gradual evolution rather than through revolution and disruption. And this is because hospital systems are going to adapt and evolve rather than undergo huge transformations 
and radical changes. Now, Sami, who's a serial entrepreneur, said it well when he said, if you want to disrupt an industry like healthcare, you have to do it in a non-disruptive way. And with his and Gretzky's words in mind, here are the trends that I believe will define the roughly 650 mostly not-for-profit healthcare systems in the U.S., the health system of 2033, and let's just say the system of 33. In the system of 33, digital health will be in the throes of mass adoption. At Baptist Health, our CEO has often been quoted as saying that we want to be the Amazon Prime of healthcare. So we're driving a shift in care from in-person to digital delivery. And I take a cue about digital health from remote patient monitoring. Many doctors now, as you know, access data from their patients' wearables to detect and monitor certain conditions. And these technologies are being coupled with advances in machine learning. For example, AI algorithms can detect diseases like cancer better in some cases than radiologists. One in three women with apparent breast cancer detected by mammograms is treated unnecessarily. AI, machine learning, is improving this dramatically, vastly reducing the need for biopsies and treatments, the cost of hospital resources, and importantly, emotional and physical trauma. So empowered by these digital advances, health systems will finally be able to operate as a coordinated, integrated system, right? Not quite. More than 85% of customer interactions outside of healthcare are handled without a human, but only 20% of patients trust AI-generated healthcare advice. The fact is that people want to entrust their lives to people. To get these realities in sync, we need to think of it not as digital healthcare, but rather digitally enhanced healthcare. By 33 Interactions will be enabled by digital technologies, but still mediated, guided, and led by humans. In the system of 33, personalized medicine will be commonplace. Compared to 10 years ago, health systems are already doing a great job of this, but today, top physicians are now starting to detect diseases using these tools. For example, taking when they're prescribing drugs, physicians who take a personalized medicine approach consult reports that highlight variations with their patients' genes, such as those involved in metabolizing drugs. They can then prescribe the right drugs with more confidence and clarity, which in turn gain, allows you to gain better patient adherence, which is a big problem. Another example, some physicians are using sequencing technology to determine their patient's predisposition to diseases, then applying the appropriate treatments and lifestyle changes for prevention. Now, providing care through personalized medicine approaches, systems will offer more specific and effective treatments, prevent disease, and reduce ineffective medicine. In the system of 33... Patients will be engaged and will demand customized experiences. Patients will finally have control over their health information. Just look at the partnership Apple just created with many health systems, including Stanford, Mass Gen, Brigham, 
Johns Hopkins, as well as a bunch of EHR companies. The partnership uses a new standard for exchanging data to integrate all patient information across providers into a single unified smartphone application. So as these new data standards take root, patients will be able to control their health data all in one place. And with the standardization of personal data, patients will be able to access and see prices of different providers. Just walk into any minute clinic in the U.S. or go online and search for the menu of prices, and they clearly state them. Burn treatments, $99. COPD screening, $45. And just as we access price menus for food and concert tickets, patients will be able to shop for price ratings, care, wellness, etc. Telemedicine will finally have a starring role in patient engagement also. And this is a prime example of what is old is new again. Do you remember the days of the doctor's house call? It'll be back. In fact, CBS recently bet $8 billion on the return of the house call by purchasing Signify Health, which runs a network of doctors that make house calls. Now, this greater engagement will profoundly affect the American system. Patients will vote with their feet as well as their checkbook. And learning to self-manage their care, patients will opt out of receiving care at the Centerpiece Hospital in favor of receiving care at retail entities that offer menu-based options. In many cases, they'll receive primary or concierge care through a membership model, a flat fee model, or some other type of business model. However, when people need surgery or have cancer, they're going to demand skill over everything else, which gets me to a key point. In the system of 33, the hub will be the super specialty center. They'll focus on cancer, ortho, neuro, cardio, and multidisciplinary complex procedures. And to do so, systems are going to need to partner with external providers on non-specialty care. The center will partner with convenient retail clinics and other providers to position itself as the center point of an integrated care system. And through this whole system, whole patient, whole lifetime strategy, the health system will be able to treat complex matters that other providers lack. Top systems will better be able to address their patient's full health journey from birth to death, procedure to rehab, drugs to wellness, and more. And they'll have expanded from today's patient-by-patient approach to treat at the societal level. Population health, aided by a better understanding of social determinants, will address things like food as medicine, housing assistance, post-discharge care, community engagement, and education. And naturally, the System of 33 will feature standalone centers. Ambulatory surgery centers will do most simple outpatient procedures, and they'll be focused senior housing facilities specializing in things like memory care. Of course, all of this consolidation and integration has to be financed, right? Merging, acquiring, and partnering for people, technology, and capital require tremendous amount of resources. Several systems have already launched several venture funds and incubators and expanded their business development and M&A capabilities, all in order to build out their whole patient, whole lifetime strategy. Now, why would today's system spend money on such a change? Because system leaders know that currently $80 billion per year is wasted on poor care coordination. 
The care of the patient itself is a commodity. But the coordination of patient care, the patient experience, is the covenant. In 33, integrated care ecosystems will better uphold the covenant with their patients. In the system of 33, culture will be more empathetic. For the first time, I see a pipeline of leaders who have the combination of management skills and medical training that their systems need. Skilled and experienced leaders that understand complex organizations and human health will help implement cultural change at the system level. A point of light in the culture of the system of 33 will be empathy, a normal human feeling that is proven time and time again to improve patient outcomes. Patients who are shown empathy are satisfied. And satisfied patients trust their providers, adhere to treatment protocols, enjoy better emotional health, heal faster, and suffer less pain. Can entrepreneurs build empathy into their products and services? I sure do hope so, because it's a huge opportunity. In the system of 33, we'll see advances stemming from automation, better deployment of nurses, better use of IT professionals. The pandemic accelerated burnout and the great resignation. Plus, health systems are crossing the chasm on digitally enhanced health. This combination of change, resignation, and culture has ensured that systems have insufficient skills and not the right people in the right places, and that's a huge problem. A lot of this is not new. For over a decade, physicians and nurses have felt unheard and unappreciated, and they're worn out, and now post-pandemic, most clinicians say their offices aren't fully staffed. So health systems will beef up human resources, they're going to upgrade staff pay and benefits, and this is all a major undertaking, but they're not going to carry the burden of retail and primary care staffing. That will move to the Walmarts, the Minute Clinics, and the standalone retail centers. They'll basically have the specialists either employed or most likely contracted, and they'll have more nurses with advanced training and education. And recognizing that need, that current shortage of nurses, many systems, including Baptist Health, where I work, have started their own in-house nursing schools. Systems will also staff themselves with thousands of people who specialize in the field of health system navigation, concierges and patient advocates who help patients and providers navigate the entire health system. Now, this speaks again to that coordination of care, that patient experience, the covenant between the system and the patient that will be more actively managed and honored. In the system of 33, you'll see positive results when it comes to preventive medicine and wellness. Systems will keep most patients healthy and out of the hospital. They'll use data much more effectively. And they'll have better info about reward systems so the patients move towards wellness. And with enhanced transparency and trust, more patients will better adopt preventive measures. I hope that one or more of these seven major trends that I mentioned that I feel will define the system of 33 inspires you in some way. And I want to end with an example that illustrates the complexity here. So I'm going to leave you with this. These days, in addition to learning basic and clinical science, many med schools are also required to learn health system science in their curriculum. And in this, 
emerging field of health system science, med school students have to show proficiency in the impact of medicine beyond the patient to the care system as well as the population. And I think that this new and growing med school requirement really sums up where the puck is going in the system of 33. And I thank you. You've been listening to Faces of Digital Health, a proud member of the Health Podcast Network. Stay tuned, subscribe to the podcast to get new episodes automatically, and also check out our newsletter at fodh.substack.com. That's fodh.substack.com. And see what we covered in the last month. Stay tuned.